Welcome to the sermon podcast of Sulphur Grove Church, one church in two locations in Huber Heights, Ohio. During our COVID-19 quarantine, we have a single combined service. We're so glad you're joining with us. Good morning, church. Oh man, what, what powerful music this morning. And it's because Jesus lives that we can have hope in tomorrow. And you know, we need a good dose of hope right now. As you're well aware, we've been going through an unprecedented event in our lifetimes. Yes, we've been through outbreaks of viruses in the past, but none has crippled our economy the way this one has. Many folks have lost their source of income. Workers, workers and business owners alike have taken a massive financial hit. And for some, savings accumulated over many years have been decimated. Businesses that people spent years building have been crippled, some even seemingly beyond recovery. And you know how the world is. The debate rages among the, the pundits and the politicians. Who's at fault? Was it right to shut things down the way we did? Or was it wrong? And you know, the truth is, we'll probably never know for sure. Yet, rather than get caught up in the political bickering and the hyperbole, I think Nehemiah informs us of the need to focus on rebuilding. Nehemiah informs us on the focus of rebuilding and recovery and recovering what has been crippled rather than getting entangled in the blame game. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't go back and reflect on how this was handled so we can learn and, and maybe be better prepared for the next time. Yet I choose, and it is a choice, my friends. It's a choice. I choose to focus on recovery and rebuilding rather than getting caught up in all the hyperbole. I choose to focus on letting the experts decide what went well and what didn't go so well and focus on getting our lives back on track. And that includes the ministry and mission of our church and our churches in general. People are suffering. They're trying to just survive and get through this. But we need to be looking forward. I understand it's a struggle right now and that's a focus, but we also need to be looking to the future with hope that we can begin to rebuild our lives. The need for assistance from people in our community will most likely increase both financial and food while they wait for their unemployment checks or their stimulus checks to come. And I want to ask, will we as Sulphur Grove, will we as a church, will we as the greater church of Jesus Christ be ready to support our community through these difficult times? The greatest gift we can give people right now is the gift of hope. Hope 
that God has not abandoned nor forsaken us. And the story of Nehemiah offers us a story of hope. The Jews in the, the time of Nehemiah had finally been freed from exile and allowed to return home to Jerusalem. Discouraged and downtrodden from years of exile, the exhilaration of being able to return home was unfortunately short-lived. When they arrived home, they found that the city had been sacked and was in ruins. The walls of Jerusalem were broken down. Its gates had been destroyed by fire. And the survivors in the province who had escaped being taken off into exile were in great trouble and shame. The survivors are in great trouble and shame. This verse gives us insight into the psyche, into the mental state of the people of the time. Again, Jerusalem had been destroyed. Many of its people had been exiled to Babylon. Now, thankfully for the Jews, Babylon was defeated by the Persians, and it was the Persians who allowed the exiles to return home to Jerusalem. Yet they're still in a state of defeat. The city was destroyed and vulnerable, vulnerable because its protective walls and gates had been destroyed. They could be attacked again at any moment. And you know, they, they were probably in such a state that they may have been thinking, why start to rebuild the city if someone could come again and destroy it because we do not have our protective wall? You know, the devastation was so great that the people, at least, at least a majority, surely felt hopeless. How could they rebuild? How could they ever rebuild after such utter destruction? This is the trouble that is referred to in the text. And the text also refers to their shame. The people felt shame in losing the city to the Babylonians, who, by the way, were the superpower of the world at that time when they attacked Jerusalem. There was shame when the intellectual and trade guild classes were taken off into exile to prevent them from organizing a revolt and making weapons against the Babylonians. There was shame because the city had been in ruins for decades. In the culture of the time, there was also shame because of the perception that God, that the God of the Jews had been defeated by the God or gods of the Babylonians. That was the culture of the time. When a people was defeated, it meant their God was not strong enough to protect them. Now we know, we have 2020 hindsight, we know that is not the case. But in the culture of the time, that was the belief. So there were plenty of reasons for the people to feel shame. And you know, I can't help but think that there are many people today who are beginning to feel this way in the midst of the pandemic. How could I have ended up in this situation, they may ask. Some may already be there and may be feeling that kind of shame. 
Yet note, note what God does for the Jews. Not only did God send the Persians to defeat the Babylonians so they could be freed from exile, but look what God does next. God raises up Nehemiah to go back to Jerusalem and give the people hope. Hope by rebuilding the walls of the city. Of the city. Uh, Nehemiah was the cupbearer of the king, so, so he had pretty direct access to the king. Now, you need to understand that Nehemiah, though, even though he had access to the king, he couldn't go up to the king and ask for something. In some of the customs of the time, I don't know specifically in this case, but, but in most of the custom of the time, if you were to do that, you would have been executed. But look what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah manipulated things. And please understand, I don't mean manipulated things in, in, a, in a negative connotation here. But what Nehemiah could do in this situation was to manipulate things to get the king to engage in a conversation with him. Now normally, when Nehemiah would approach the king, he probably put on his best face when he was serving the king drink. Yet this time, he did not. He did not hide his sadness because what, of what had happened to Jerusalem. He chose not to hide the sadness. And in doing so, the king took notice. The king took notice and asked Nehemiah what was wrong. Nehemiah shared with him what was going on. And ultimately, the king wanted to know, what can I do? What can I do for you? How can I help? And in a nutshell, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but in a nutshell, what Nehemiah did is he asked the king to release him to go back to Jerusalem to begin to rebuild the city. Now understand, the king was just giving Nehemiah some time to do this. He was still expected to come back and serve the king. But Nehemiah worked in such a way inspired by God is my belief, as to get the king to ask him what was wrong and then ultimately to send him back to Jerusalem. So he went back to Jerusalem and began to rebuild the city wall, offering hope to the Jews, taking away the shame of the Jews. You know, in this crisis, I believe God continues to offer us hope the hope of rebuilding after the pandemic is real and it is possible. Be assured that God is raising up people, God is raising up the church to help us through this difficult time, both right now and in the aftermath of the pandemic. So don't give up. Don't give up. Turn to God. God is working to begin to heal. God is working to begin to rebuild what has been lost. We can't change what has happened, but we can choose not to be troubled. We can choose not to be shamed, and we can choose and commit ourselves to rebuilding. The second area that I want to address today with reference to Nehemiah is our church, Sulphur Grove. 
You know, in a very real way, the church has suffered a form of destruction with regard to our missional church consultation initiative. And I ask you to think about it this way. We spent over a year building our MCCI wall, if you will. We worked hard and prepared our self-study, and, and then we had our MCCI weekend, and we received our prescriptions, building the wall a bit higher each time. We had our, our church conference voting overwhelmingly to accept the prescriptions, and the, wa the wall got even higher. We worked to put together our prescription teams who, who, <coughs> who will do the work of implementing our prescriptions, making the wall higher yet. And I saw, and I see, I hope still, great excitement in momentum, in fulfilling our prescriptions, and all that would mean for the future of our church and our ability to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. You know, I, I realize and I recognize with all that's been going on with the pandemic, you have rightfully probably not had much time to think about how this has affected our church and our missional church consultation initiative, MCCI, process. You know, in some ways, I feel like the MCCI wall we have been building has maybe not been completely torn down, but it's at least been severely damaged by the pandemic. And again, I want to make sure you hear that. I said damaged, not destroyed. All the components of our MCCI process are still in place. And what I fear might be damaged is the excitement and the momentum we had before this pandemic. Now, we will not know for sure until the day that the stay-at-home order is lifted and we can return to the work of the MCCI, and we can return to studying and meeting around the Unbinding Your Heart book. Yet rather than wait to see, in retrospect, the effects of what the pandemic has had on our MCCI process, I want to suggest that we be more proactive. I want to suggest that we begin to pray that God will continue to work powerfully through the MCCI process as God has already started to do. Let's begin the process of rebuilding any part that may have suffered damage. You know, we could be like the Jews in Jerusalem of Nehemiah's time, and we could be dismayed. We could even throw up our hands and say, well, it's damaged beyond repair. But I want to tell you, I, I'm trusting. I'm trusting, and I'm not only trusting, I'm believing that God is going to raise us up. God is going to raise us up like Nehemiah so that we can get right back to work not commiserating about what has happened, not, not thinking about what ha could have been, but beginning immediately to rebuild the wall of our MCCI process. So I want to encourage you to please be in prayer, seeking how God is going to continue to work through our MCCI process. Let's continue to be in prayer, seeking how God is going to use each of us as individuals in the MCCI process. So pray.
pray for the MCCI prescription teams, specifically that God will continue to guide their work and lead them where God wants the church to be. Friends, we all know the COVID-19 pandemic has been a major disruption in the lives of so many people, not here in our country, but indeed around the world. If you are, if you are suffering personally, don't lose hope. Remember, God will see us through this. Lives have been disrupted and damaged, and sadly, lives have been destroyed. Lives have been lost. But I'm going to say it again. Remember that through all of this, God is with us. God has not abandoned us. God has not forsaken us. And in this Easter tide season, I want to remind you, we are a people of the resurrection, are we not? We are resurrection people. Every time something in life takes us down, God raises us right back up. Even in death, even death has no hold over us. So if God can raise us from death, God can raise us from the tragedy of this pandemic. Pray in the coming weeks that God will resurrect lives that have been destroyed, that God will resurrect businesses that have been severely damaged, that God will resurrect jobs, and whatever needs to be resurrected, that God will work to resurrect and we can rebuild the proverbial wall that has been torn down. This is the hope that we have in God. We are not a defeated people. Even those who have lost their lives in this pandemic have the hope of resurrection to life everlasting. The situation is not hopeless. It may be hard to see right now, but I would even say this, this situation is full of hope because we know God is a God of resurrection. So let us work to rebuild, to resurrect our community, our church, and our world. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next week, or you can find us online at sulfurgrove.org.